back. Glad to have you. Bill Michael's show continues on. We are glad you're with us. And uh, what a day today. What a day today. All fired up. Everybody's fired up today. I got fired up today. Everybody's fired up today. So Aaron Rodgers is back. Um, and uh, and that's the good news. Now you got to figure out a way to get him and Devontae and others in under the cap. You got a little bit of time to do it. And to talk more about it, joining us uh, on the hotline, our buddy Andy Herman from the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Andy, how you doing, pal? Hey, doing great. Thanks so much for having me. I always appreciate it. Um, so let's start off with uh, Aaron Rodgers and what we do or don't know about the contract or when this thing would get done. Do you know? Yeah, so I think that's uh, an interesting question, right? So I feel like we all had kind of have this feeling like we learned so much yesterday that the two big dominoes we were waiting to drop this entire time were is Aaron Rodgers going to be back and is Devontae Adams going to either work out a contract or get a franchise tag? And um, on the same day, we learned, yes, Aaron Rodgers is coming back and yes, Devontae Adams is getting the franchise tag. But when you really kind of sit down and think about anything outside of that, it's really tough to glean anything until we, A, learn more about Rodgers' contract, which we don't have any information on right now other than the fact that Rappaport came up with that initial four-year, $200 million report, and then both McAfee and Rogers, you know, sort of refuted it and said that it's not true. So until we get that, it's tough to say, like, okay, is this a one-year deal with a lot of options moving forward? Is this literally a long-term deal that's going to make him a Packer for the rest of his life? And then with Devontae, we also don't exactly know, all right, how is he going to respond to this? We know both sides are going to want some sort of long-term extension in most situations on the franchise tag. It behooves the, the franchise to actually just have the one-year deal. But in this scenario, Green Bay can't have a $20 million cap hit throughout the season if they want to fill out this roster and be competitive. So Devontae and his agent have more leverage in that capacity. And then, of course, now that we know these two things, that they're both going to be back, it also means that Green Bay has to lot, you know, clear a lot of salary cap space. So not only can they get under the, the salary cap in time for next week, but also so that they can potentially make a run at guys like Devondre Campbell and keep as much of this team together. So while we learned it, uh, two big, you know, sort of dominoes that fell yesterday, a lot to sort of unpack from this entire thing. So I, I guess the next question, because I, I'm hearing Devonte is still up around 30, 35 million a year. I know he doesn't want to play for the franchise tag. What do you think is going to happen here? Do you think the Packers are close with all of that? I don't know if they're close, and I think there's a chance of this with Devontae could get uglier before it gets better. I still think both sides work out a long-term extension in some capacity. And, I, you know, I ultimately think yesterday's deal with Mike Williams is really interesting as well. He gets three years, $60 million, uh, from the Chargers. And at one point, you're thinking like, yeah, you know, you can see Green Bay's point where maybe Devontae is closer to that 25 to $27 million per year range. And then Mike Williams gets $20 mil per year, and you're like, you know what? You know, 29, 30, 31 million for Devontae doesn't seem that exorbitant anymore based on that contract. So um, I do think the the whole DeAndre Hopkins contract situation sort of clouded this a little bit. Brian Gutekinds was very transparent the season ago and, and literally said that he thinks Devontae should be the highest paid wide receiver in football. But there's just some confusion as to what that exactly means, which he's pointing to that Hopkins contract. But I think you look at it now and what sort of the going rates are for wide receivers. I think it makes it easier for Devontae's side to justify it. And again, I think Devontae has a lot of leverage here because this has got to be an all-in season for Green Bay. They can't have a huge cap hit on this season, so it really benefits both sides to work out a long-term deal here. What do you think with Devondre Campbell? I know they would like to have him back, but what is the likelihood he's actually able to come back? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's tough to say just how, you know, 
how close they would be to something, but I guarantee you he's number one on their list of, you know, potential free agents now that obviously Rodgers and Adams are, are back in the fold. Uh, you know, Brian Gutekind said that they were optimistic about Campbell, and I do think, like I said, he becomes a huge priority for them. I also know that Devondre Campbell is basically, you know, he worked on his rookie contract. He got a one-year decent deal with Arizona, then took a one-year cheap deal with Green Bay. He's never had that payday. Um, and his, you know, 30-year mark is, you know, encroaching sooner rather than later as well. So you know he's going to want a pretty big payday on a longer-term deal, whereas Green Bay may want something shorter on a two- to three-year sort of deal. So I think a lot of it depends on what, the, you know, Devondre is open to and, and sticking with his team. Is he willing to take some sort of discount or a lesser contract? If you're his agent, you're probably like, Devondre, this is your one chance to really get that huge payday. You probably want to take care of it now. Um, and, again, it just depends as well as how much, you know, Green Bay is willing to push out into future salary caps to win this season. But no, no question, he's got to be a priority for them. What else do you think? I mean, I, I think coming up in the draft specifically – you got to get a wide out or two. You got to get yourself some defensive line help. Uh, I know there's pass rushers in this uh, draft this year. Uh, I know you got to go in that direction. What else do you think is a priority for this team? Yeah, I think the weapons surrounding obviously Rogers, Jones, Dylan, and Adams are going to be super important. I think I don't think there's any easy decisions here because even Alan Lazard, which normally on paper a restricted free agent, you give him a second round tender. That sounds great, uh, but it's about a, almost a $4 million one-year deal in that capacity for Alan Lazard. And when you're trying to have to fit everyone as, you know, that you possibly can under the cap, even those decisions become much harder. When you look at that wide receiver position, I still expect Randall Cobb back on a cheaper deal in some capacity, but I don't think you can take anything for granted there again with how Green Bay set up against the cap. You don't know what's going to happen with Robert Tunyon. Mercedes Lewis's contract is interesting. I mean, you could look at this you know, weapon group and say the only people you're pretty confident are going to be back are Jones and Dylan at running back, you know, Devontae Adams and Amari Rogers at wide receiver and, and uh, Deboira uh, at tight end. And then after that, everything becomes a, a pretty big question mark pretty fast. And all I think you can trust Adams and Jones and Rogers and Matt LaFleur to, to put up points almost no matter what. I still think, I, you know, I would love to see this offense, you know, get back to a point where they're a little bit more balanced and have enough weapons. I go back to the, the difference between the Packers against the 49ers and the Rams against the 49ers. 49ers were able to completely take out Devontae Adams in that game by double and triple covering him at times, especially in key situations. You go one week later and see them against the Rams, and they weren't able to do the same thing against Cooper Cup because Odell Beckham's on the other side. So I think adding that second weapon, whether that's a tight end, whether that's a wide receiver, but someone that can take some of that pressure off and make it so that a defense can't just shut down Devontae and not worry about other things, to me, that's going to be one of the more interesting and important aspects of this offseason. Defensively speaking, I, I get word that maybe they're not as hot on Rasul Douglas as many of us are. Do you think Rasul Douglas is a priority to bring back? I think they'd love to have him back, but I agree with you. I don't think he can be a priority at this point. If they can get him back on a cheaper deal, like I said, I'm sure they would love to have him. Uh, but I think they also know that they're – uh, you know, their investments at the cornerback position are going to be Jair Alexander and Eric Stokes. And, yes, you'd love to have three, four, or five of those guys, right? And you want as many good corners as you can possibly have. But if Rasul Douglas earned himself a much bigger contract, I sort of expect that to be with uh, another team in another market. And it's really difficult, too, to gauge what that is for Douglas because, again, this is a guy that was passed up by three other teams prior to Green Bay last year, was on Arizona's practice squad, like didn't do anything with his career up until the point of, you know, getting in the right situation. And even then, it's what, probably eight or nine games that he played really well in, um, really almost now through the course of his career. So 
how much you know, money do you want to invest in a player that, yes, in a very small sample size, looked really, really good, um, but maybe could revert back to you know, what he looked like prior to that. So uh, I think it's a really difficult contract to sort of come to terms with. And if some other team is willing to give him a huge deal, then I would expect him to be playing elsewhere next year. So uh, looking around the rest of the NFC, I said yesterday, you got Matthew Stafford, you got Aaron Rodgers, and maybe a quarterback here or there. But the, the NFC is probably as wide open now for the Green Bay Packers as it's ever been. Would you agree? Totally agree. I tweeted the same thing. You look at the NFC right now, like your top five quarterbacks in, in, in the NFC in some capacity are probably what Rogers, Stafford, you know, then you've got uh, Murray, Dak Prescott, maybe even Kirk Cousins is in the top five now, or uh, Matt Ryan. It just becomes not so great very, very fast. And who knows? There could be other trades that happen this offseason. Maybe Trey Lance ends up being amazing. There's going to be some team that ends up being really good, probably out of nowhere. But it's really tough to look at the NFC right now and say, hey, it's Rams and Packers and everyone else. When Russell Wilson gets sent to the AFC and Tom Brady retires, Drew Brees retires two seasons ago, that's a lot of quarterback talent in a couple off seasons to leave. And it does leave things you know, seemingly very open for potentially the Rams and the Packers to be the talk of the NFC. I don't really trust Dallas or Arizona that much. Um, and yes, Green Bay could still lose to a Jimmy Garoppolo-led team in the playoffs. We've seen that certainly before. Uh, but you look at the overall landscape and it's tough to look at it and say, this shouldn't be Green Bay's for the taking. And I think that's a huge reason why Green Bay wanted to go all in for at least one more season. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, what did? Uh, how many years down the road do you think the window is open? I mean, I, I think Aaron Rodgers, look, people want to kind of, uh, of doubt the physical ability because father time after the age of 40 really kind of grabs you by the ankles. But this is a guy that's taking care of himself. He's gotten steadily better as his career has gone on. He's never looked like he's, you know, kind of disintegrated into something that he's not. His legs are still under him. I think he's still good. Give me the window of opportunity. Do you think it's two years, three years or, or less? I think it's two years. I think it's this year and next year. And I think each year, you know, you, I think last year was probably their best shot. I think this year will be a really good shot, but a little bit less than last year. I think next year would be a little bit less than this year. I think you're going to start seeing a little bit of a sliding scale, but I think they have a legitimate two-year window. And you look at overall, like the, the core of the team, for the next two seasons, in some capacity, you're going to have Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, John Runyon Jr., you know, Rashawn Gary, probably Preston Smith, Kenny Clark, Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, probably Adrian Amos, like, there's, there's a lot of talent at the core of this team that most other teams would love to have. Yes, Brian Gutekunst and the front office are going to have to be very slick in how they fill out the roster. They're going to have to get some draft picks right like they did with Stokes and Myers and, and um, you know those sort of guys that were able to come in and play right away a season ago with Royce Newman. They're going to have to hit on some free agents like they did with Devondre Campbell, Dennis Kelly, Razul Douglas a season ago. The, the ends of the roster, the fringes of the roster are going to be really important for them to find and unearth talent without spending money. But they've shown that they can do that. And if they can hit on a couple of those guys again, there's no reason why this you know, can't be one of the best teams in the NFL again. Talking with Andy Herman of the Pack-A-Day podcast, at Handy, Andy Herman NFL. You can find him over on Twitter. Uh, now that Rodgers is in the fold, you know, I know the contract. He has said it's not about the money, but we're still hearing, you know, $200 million. Now, whether or not it's – we know it's cap-friendly and how much he's going to save, we'll have to wait and see. But if if it is the four years, $200 million, guaranteed – do you do you look at Rodgers differently by saying, you know, you said it wasn't about the money, but clearly it was about the money? I don't, and I know I'm, maybe I'm in the minority in that, but uh, to me, the onus on roster building and salary cap management isn't on the player, it's on the front office and the team. 
And there's, as Rogers has mentioned, there's ways to sort of manipulate the salary gap. I expect the first two years of this contract to be relatively salary gap and team friendly. I don't think it behooves Rogers or the Packers or anyone to have him have two massive cap hits these next two seasons. But yeah, I think he's probably going to get paid some pretty big dollars in years where he's probably no longer with the team. And the team is probably going to struggle in those seasons. And I think Green Bay kind of knows that. Uh, but we also have the back-to-back MVP giving you a chance at winning, you know, probably Super Bowls in the next couple of seasons. And as we just saw with the Denver trade yesterday, uh, there's a premium to pay if you want to try to acquire a quarterback like that. And there's no guarantee that those sort of moves are going to work out either. So to me, the onus on the salary cap management and figuring that out is on the team. It's the agent's prerogative to get the, the player as much money as possible. And it's the player's job to go out and play. I think to me, if you want to criticize Aaron Rodgers for anything in this process, you're going to get paid that much. You got to play better in the playoffs. And I think that's where the pressure is going to be these next two seasons. Real quick, uh, Devontae, when do we expect an answer, do you think? I mean, they got to get it done before next Wednesday, obviously, and he has stated he doesn't want to play for a franchise tag. You can't trade him because he's only tagged. He hasn't signed a contract. So what do you, when do you think something gets done? I think that's the ideal, but I don't think there's a guarantee that this gets done. Like I said, I think this could get potentially uglier before it gets better because I think there are going to be um, some really tough contract negotiations of what that deal actually looks like. Uh, again, I think Green Bay has a lot of benefit to getting that done before the start of the league year, but I do think there's an opportunity that this could go further, even closer to the start of the season if they can't get something worked out soon. Um, obviously, it would, again, benefit all sides if they could get it done before next week, but I, I have a feeling that this could be a little bit of a challenging contract for both sides to come, kind of come to an agreement on. Isn't Don't they have to get under the salary cap by next Wednesday when the league year gets underway? So this this deal hinges not only on Devontae, but on other players as well, right? They absolutely do. So if they can't get a Devontae deal done by next week, then other players are, you know, they could potentially lose out on a Devontae Campbell. Uh, they could right. have to make other moves under the salary cap, restructure more guys. Um, there's other levers that Green Bay may have to pick, you know, sort of flip if they can't get that uh, uh, Devontae deal done in time. Yep, no doubt. Andy, always great to talk to you, pal. I appreciate it, okay? You bet. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. There you go, Andy Herman of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Yeah, for those that are wondering, you, you know, they say, well, you know, Trey Devontae, you can't. Until he signed a deal, you can't. So just having a guy on the franchise tag does not give you the rights to trade him. You would have to have him under contract to do so. And right now you don't. Uh, he's just strictly a franchise-tagged player. So you would have to be able to come to an agreement and then trade them away. But if you're going to come to an agreement, you want it to be cap friendly and you want it to be able to be to where you can keep them. I mean, that's the whole goal. But if he does not sign by next uh, Wednesday, I think the league, uh, the new league year starts next Wednesday. If he is not signed by next Tuesday night at like 1159, you know, PM, then that, uh, you know, I think it's 20 and a half million. Others have said 18 and a half, but I, I, I think it's more near 20. That twenty and a half million goes on the the books, so you got to be under enough of the salary cap to have twenty and a half million go on the books, which means you got to start cutting guys. This this negotiation with Devonte is so vital, and getting this deal done to be cap friendly, extremely cap friendly with Rodgers, it has to be done because you got to get other guys. You got to try to keep other guys on the team. And if people like you and I want to see Devondre Campbell remain, you got to get under it enough. You got to get under that enough to be able to keep Devontae, Rodgers, 
pay Devondre Campbell because once they hit the open market, it, you, you're pretty much gone. Pretty much gone. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. So that's the reason this is pretty pretty vital. I uh, got an update on Major League Baseball when we come back. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. How are we looking? This portion of the program brought to you by friends of Wisconsin Harley Davidson at Wisconsin Harley Davidson. Go to wishd.com. That is wishd.com. A lot of them uh, out of the Harley dealership. Uh, down at Daytona Bike Week right now, but that doesn't mean they don't have new bikes coming in because they do. All kinds of new bikes coming in. Uh, they've got the 2022s. They've got a good selection of used inventory as well, as they call it pre-owned or pre-loved inventory. Um, and then you've got the, the motor clothes department and a whole new host of uh, and styles of leather jackets and chaps and riding gear and new helmets and T-shirts and stuff. So uh, a lot of stuff coming in for the riding season. And they're the place that throws the biggest, baddest parties in the state, for that matter, in the state of Wisconsin. They've they've got probably the biggest dealership, one of the bigger lots. They put in big stages, a lot of music, a lot of beverages, a lot of craft brews. they got bikes and brews coming up. Go to wishd.com. That is wishd.com and, uh, and see for yourself. And when you go out there to make a deal, ask, uh, ask for my buddy Craig. Craig's a GM out there. And if there's somebody that can make, he's the guy that pencils the deals anyway. So you might as well go talk to him. Just walk in and say, hey, Bill Sammy, here it is. Uh, I, I, he's not there this week, though. I think he gets back, um, I think he gets back Saturday. I think it's Saturday they get back. So go to wishd.com. That is wishd.com. All right, uh, so now the update on Major League Baseball, I, I wish I had better news. I got to go to uh, uh <laughs> Apparently... The uh, the talks are not doing well today. Uh, things are moving slow. And the hope was to wrap things up this afternoon. Now, word coming out of the talks is that uh, they will work again late into the night, if need be. But things are not going the way they had hoped. They made progress yesterday. Uh, both sides went to their corners. The players do not want that, 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 that competitive balance tax. They don't want it. The owners aren't giving it up. The players want it raised. The owners have said, no, they'll raise it over time, but they're not going to give it up. And that's it. That's kind of where they're stuck. It's, it's, it's kind of a stalemate. They're looking at each other going, I don't know what to tell you. It's not going away. And the players want it to go away. So that's where they're at. That's where they're at. I might stand in solidarity with baseball and stay up late in the night tonight uh, doing nothing. Yeah? Doing nothing? Well, you'll be watching college hoops. I'm already watching right? college hoops. Are you I kidding? I was going to say, I'm watching the ACC tournament. It's on here. I've got that on and uh, the uh, the players. Oh, Buddy Beheim punched a guy in the ribs. So, oh, Really? Yeah. I didn't see that. I'll send you the tweet. I must have been uh, must have been looking away when that happened. People are already drawing that. comps to a uh, Wisconsin player. Uh, really? Okay. Not, not well, that I agree with it, but you know, nope, some nope. are drawing that comparison. Well, nope. I, I, I understand that. But, uh, yeah. Hey, speaking of Wisconsin players, good news. 
Uh, Johnny Davis can be back in the tournament. Yep. Yeah, I heard that That's yesterday. That's good news. Per- awesome news. Yep. So, yeah, good stuff. So that was uh, that was good to see. Yeah, Buddy Beheim, what a cheap shot. I'm just seeing that now. That was not on the TV. Did Was that on the TV? Or no, that was on the TV, wasn't it? Yeah. That was the replay. It was as yeah. they were going to break. That little clip what a, what a jag. I mean, that's right there. I mean, right. see, you wish you could go back and look at the, Did he get a flagrant or did he not see it? No clue. No clue. Because he should be gone. He should be gone. Hey, Michigan has a chance to punch their way to the NCAA tournament tomorrow. Oh, ah, there you go. Ah, Ben Kenny dropping, uh, dropping a dynamite. Not my right joke. There. Someone used it yesterday, but it's, cold. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. We'd love to hear from you. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, a lot to get to. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Jim listening to us in on Alaska, which I love that place out there. Jim, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Good. How about you, Bill? I'm doing great, pal. You know, I just I just got it in front of me over my lunch hour right now, and you know, I think most people would agree that uh, the last two elimination games performances by Rogers were anywhere from not good to pretty poor. But I think sometimes he gets a pass for some of these other games, and um, I think in the uh, 2019 NFC uh, championship game. Yeah. San Francisco was a better team and people just kind of forget about how Rogers played because green Bay's defense couldn't stop anybody. But, you know, in that game and even the Atlanta game the year before, I mean, if you've got a franchise hall of fame quarterback, you would think he'd at least be able to keep you in the game against their defense. And I'm, I'm just looking at the play-by-play against San Francisco from that 37-20 game. Packers, just in the first half when the game should at least be in doubt, um, first possession, five plays, 25 yards, punt. Next possession, 25 yards or four yards, punt. Um, mm-hmm. Now they're down 10-0. Three plays, minus 11 yards, punt. San Francisco then scores again. Uh, now it's... Uh, it's starting to go bad. Now the next possession, Rodgers loses a fumble. The 49ers then get a field goal to make it 20 to nothing. Then Rodgers throws a pick. Um, Then they score a touchdown. It's 27, nothing at halftime. The Packer offense has 55 yards, two turnovers and it's over. And Rodgers ends up, you know, I hear people going, well, his stats were pretty good. He threw for 300 yards. Uh, The game is over at halftime. Uh, I can't remember other than, Maybe that Dallas game before they lost to Atlanta in the NFC title game where you could really say, hey, Rodgers played well. The dude hasn't played well for, in, a, in the playoffs, really, for the most part, except for a game or two for, for 10 years. Yeah. Well, he's played well at times, he, and they played well enough to win. I just, I, I honestly believe that they just didn't have the defensive components to get it done. I mean, you got to have a solid defense, and they haven't had one consistently for a long time. So, as much as we can talk about Rodgers, I mean, you can. Ha- it's tough to hang wins and losses just on a quarterback, but that's what we do. This, these last two years, in the moments that were the brightest, Rodgers wilted. 
But prior to that, I got to say, you know, I, I, I thought in that game against, say, Dallas, just to get him into that NFC Championship game with Atlanta, Rodgers played brilliantly on a bad calf muscle. He, they don't get there without him. You know what I mean? They don't get to that yeah. game in San Francisco without him. And the offensive line got their ass handed to him. They couldn't fend off the pass rush. And, oh, by the way, the defense let Mostert run over him. So in all those cases, I'm not going to hang that on Rodgers. He's a part of it, but I'm not going to hang it on him. Whereas people are hanging stuff, all the wins on him, but not the losses. And in the last two years, when he had a chance, when you watch Joe Burrow take a team down the field or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Tom Brady, you can go through that list. Rodgers didn't. Right. I, he came I, out know, on fire in the first two drives, and then that was it. That was gone. Two fumbles, it was done. I, I agree with you 100 I think they got to those games because of him in a large part. But once he got to those games, whether it was Atlanta or especially that previous San Francisco game, their mm-hmm. offense wasn't even competitive. You know, I, I yeah. think they could have lost that game, but, my God, they had no chance because – their offense, I mean, the defense was terrible, absolutely. But what's forgotten in there is their offense just was non-existent as well. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I'll agree with that, man. Appreciate the phone call, pal. Thanks so much. He drops off. You're going to board. My voice kind of cracked there. I sound like I uh, accidentally zipped up too fast in the men's room. I might get 15 <laughs> drops from that two-minute two minute rant. Oh, so good. Oh, Bryce, where are you at, man? Bryce over on the Bud Light live stream says, we need you to come back to the area. Where Where are you, Bryce? Let me know. Where are you, Bryce? Give me a shout. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. This portion of the program is brought to you by our friends. Dwayne's cover it all. Uh, everybody, I talk about Dwayne all the time. As a matter of fact, he was on the Bud Light live stream a little while ago. Dwayne's a good dude, man. Really good dude. And if you're looking for a boat cover, upholstery, uh, leather work, if you're looking for office furniture, whatever it is you need redone, he can do it. Call him, 715-870-2119. 715-870-2119. All Sparta by uh, on Alaska. I love that area. Love the Sparta Trail, man. Love riding my bike out there. That whole area is beautiful. Get out to uh, uh, Big Boar Barbecue, too. I got to get out there and uh, pick up. I love their spicy barbecue sauce. <laughs> Good stuff. Get out and see Rick and everybody. Uh, again, call my buddy Dwayne, 715-870-2119. Give him a shout. He's a good dude. Also, if you are looking for a water softening system, I'm sitting there last night, and I watched a commercial from another company come up, and they started talking about different things regarding water softeners. And and, and the, the shortcomings their water softener has, Connecticut Systems already fixed. They got that's why it's the best. It's the best system that's out there. And my friends, uh, John Atley and the whole gang at the Water Doctors, which they're based out of Waukesha, but they do these water softening systems, Connecticut, everywhere. They also they give back to veterans. That's what I love about this company. Custom Canine Service Dog Academy. They donate money. You can donate money. And they help veterans uh, that are in need of these service dogs, whether they're just therapy dogs or just a companion or actual dogs for physical or uh, disability attributes. So get a hold of them, whether it's guide dogs, visual visual uh, companion or visual companions for children, PTSD service dogs, you name it. They do a lot with them. Love this company. Get a hold of our friends at the Water Doctors, uh, 262-549-7733. 262-549-7733. Love those guys. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready. 
This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Continue to crank our friends at Stenny's. Second, and I should have been doing this show at Stenny's. I'll tell you that right now. Second and National Walker's Point, Milwaukee's best sports bar. Could have used a Bloody Mary a little while ago. Blew out that blood vessel right there in my head. Would have been nice. Nice to have. Uh, by the way, they are running shuttles today. Admirals are playing a day game down at the UW Panther Arena. So they're running shuttles then. And they run shuttles all the time for the Brewers, the Bucks. So they, they'll be running them for the Brewers once the Brewers come back. The Brewers, the Bucks. Admirals, Marquette, UWM, they do it for all of them. That's our friends down there at Stenny's. Also, yesterday, uh, I went out to, uh, I was talking about this uh, on the air, I went out to the Social House, which is on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls, uh, and I got my first look up close and personal at uh, the new expansion. Man, what a beautiful place that's going to be. Whew. The three big garage doors out front, they're going to open those up to a patio. TVs all around on the inside, and that's just the extension to the original bar. And eventually, speaking of charitable work, we're going to do a, another show out there where we're actually going to raise money for Fisher House. And we're thinking about uh, bringing in our guys from Burn Pit Barbecue and such, but they want to do a fundraiser too. So I'm looking forward to it. Dan Della and his staff getting it done out there. By the way, say hi to Emily when you go in. Last time Emily, uh, we hung out with Emily, his bartender. It was uh, on a, on an island uh, where Dan's got his house out in Lower Nabobin Lake. It was I think it was like Fourth uh, of July or something like that. And she was out. She was partying. And Emily is white. I mean, like opaque white. Like she takes her clothes off and you can't even see her anymore. That kind of white. And she she was out in the sun too long. You talk about lobster, man. Oh boy. So you go in and say hi to Emily. Say how are we doing? Uh, you still got your skin left over from last summer? Just to make sure. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Um, no word, um, uh, as we were talking about earlier with Major League Baseball, as things working slowly, slowly uh, on Major League Baseball. Little Quipper over on Twitter has his undies in a bunch. Was I like that wound up, Ben? Oh, you want to hear probably the best little bit? Uh, yeah, go ahead. If you've got it. Your guy. Ah, he choked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad I give you some some good. Uh, I tell you what, the sound quality coming out of here, the uh, the home studio is awesome. Man. Uh, darn good. It's fabulous. Nice. I don't know. Like I think that. on the podcast, I might just title that segment, Bill Bill Gets Mad. Okay. Just see how yeah. it goes. Uh, by the way, for those that do want to pay attention, uh, the downloads are up, and which is awesome. And if you want to find us uh, on the podcast, you can on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes and on Google Podcasts and where your local uh, podcasts are found. And if you want to listen to Get it again. Get off the show. If you want to listen to it again and again and again and again and send it to all your friends, there you go. I'm sure it'll be that. I got to go that. take something. <laughs> oh, my God. There you go. Yeah, you're going to want to hear the podcast, I guess. When it comes out, let me know, and then I'll retweet it, and 
We can send a link out to it. But I got you. It'll be in the best of the segment, obviously in the 11 a.m. hour part of the podcast, but also, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the best okay. of segment. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I was. I, sometimes you get in the moment, and the moment grabs you, and that's great because it's raw, it's emotion, it's real. Okay. But I had a buddy of mine who's listening to me uh, back in Ohio who texted me, and he, he just says, are you okay? <laughs> and, I, and I texted him back. I said, yeah, I'm fine. Why? And he said, because I was listening. I said, okay. You know, well, all right. Uh, sounds good. And he says, you don't sound okay. Like, all right. Oh, by the way, in case you care, the ACC tournament pretty much done uh, when it comes to the game earlier today. Uh, Syracuse and Florida State. Syracuse is beating the crap out of Florida State, both literally and figuratively, as uh, Bay- the young Bayheim is gut-punching people, literally slugging them in the stomach, uh, 83-44. Uh, there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. Um, it, it's, it's one and a half minutes, you said, the best part? Oh, the best part, yeah. Okay, let's do this. Maybe a minute, after, actually. After the top of the hour, in case you missed it, we'll play it. After the top of the hour, we'll we'll play it again. If you if you didn't, if you uh, if you missed it, well, I, I guess we should play it again. We really should drive people to the podcast, but um, you know we're free. We're over the air. We'll do that. So if you missed it, we'll we'll get back to it. We'll play it then. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Matt says I'm hoping uh, to cut Zadaria Smith, and I can also be happy. Uh, if Mason Crosby goes as well, time for some fresh legs. Please resign at Devondre Campbell. I would. I, I see. I'm not quick to just throw out Mason Crosby. Not quick to do that. Um, let's. If you're going to cut him because of salary, okay, I understand that. But if you have the ability to have some other legs in camp, uh, I would do that. I'm not a guy that's been that battle-tested that had a, just a bad season. But we've seen this before. It's not like he's lost his leg strength. It was accuracy this year. So I'm I'm not just throwing uh, Mason Crosby out with the bathwater because trying to find good kickers, it's not easy. It's not easy. Uh, our buddy Steve in Richfield says, unlike some of the others, I believe the Packers did the right thing in retaining Rodgers and Adams. It also take some pressure off of Goody by not needing to take a wide receiver in the first round of the draft. See, I disagree. I think they do need a really top-quality wide receiver early on. Uh, I can see them going all in on a big defensive tackle to team up with Kenny Clark or another edge rusher, possibly to replace Sidarius. Wide receiver is a deep position in this draft, and there should be some very good ones available on day two. Looking forward to getting my uh, Our Lads guide in uh, the next few weeks, which, by the way, if you're going to go anywhere, for a draft Bible, our lads guide, our lads draft guide, hands down. Uh, as far as spring goes, last weekend, uh, the Sandhill Cranes, Red Wing Blackbirds, and even a few Robins were seen in the yard. I believe that I saw the temps go back into the 50s next week. Hallelujah. Spring is on the verge of getting here. That's our buddy Stephen Richfield. I, I agree. I caution. Let me throw out some caution here. Here's some shade caution. Here's the reason. Is because we have seen snow on Mother's Day. On Mother's Day. So, uh, we're not out of the woods. 
and we're woefully, I mean, at least in the southeastern portion of the state, we're woefully behind on precipitation and snow. We're like 18 inches down from where we normally would be. We just, we're not, everything's going north or south of us. If you live up in where Tomahawk, if you live in Wausau, if you live in Green Bay, if you live in the UP, if you live in the upper areas of Wisconsin, even to the western portion of the state, you've gotten hit with some heavy snow this year, haven't you? Like here, we're down 18 inches. Every time it looks like we're going to get hit with something, it goes north or it goes south. Um, I'm, I am I don't have, short of the little corner of my patio that doesn't receive any sun, I don't have any any snow on the patio, man. Any snow in the yard, for that matter. I got a little bit where I kind of, you know, used the snowblower and it piled up. But beyond that, I don't have any. There's nothing around here. Uh, you're right. It is going to be in the 50s uh, on Sunday and Monday, I believe. Which uh, that gonna, that's going to lead me down to Robert's specialty meats because I'm going to go face first into some steaks. And I think this is going to be the first time I heavily grill out. Um, Justice says, uh, Justin says, no, our snow totals are down uh, up here north as well. Really? Okay. Um, wasn't sure. I, I just, uh, talked to, uh, uh well, I talked to Stenny yesterday, uh, in their house up uh, near Tomahawk. He said, the snow's there. It's just, you know, he, he said, it's been pretty good. Hasn't been bad. Not like a couple years ago when they hardly got any snow up north. Uh, Rick Crosby's cap hit. I think he's making just over four this year. If they cut him, his cap hit is two. But if they pay him, it's over four million this year. Lance said uh, Eau Claire has hardly any snow. Really? I thought you got hit a little bit more than we did. But, hey, if you're like me, I'm get me to New Year's Eve and after New Year's Eve, make it 75, 85, and sunny every damn day. I'm all for that. Just I'll take rain for precipitation. We need the rain. Farmers need the rain. Got to got to moisten up the ground. I get that, but I'll go. Uh oh, Bill. Uh -oh. We have we have more craziness going on right now. Adam Schefter just tweeted: the Colts are trading quarterback Carson Wentz to Washington for a the package commanders. of picks that is thought to be two third round picks. Carson Wentz is a commie. Wow! Look out! So there you go. Colts are trading away Carson Wentz, and I just saw that cross. You you actually hit the sounder as I was starting to read it. Good for you. You're all over it back there. Ben Kenny producing one hell of a show, people. One hell of a show. Uh, the Colts trading Carson Wentz to Washington for the package of, of picks that is thought to include two third-round picks. Carson Wentz. So you got Russell Wilson going for two twos, two, two ones, two twos, players, uh, threes, fives, sevens, all that. And uh, Carson Wentz goes for a couple of third-round picks. There you go. Carson Wentz, gone. Now who's going to hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor? Whew. Be better than Wentz. Um, and by the way, Washington has taken the full contract of Carson Wentz. Two words from Rick over on the Bud Light live stream. He says, Wentz sucks. On that note, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back. How we looking? Hey, I want to remind you that uh, you could win a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Love that car. Man, I tell you what, I used to have one for years and years. I, I got to go. I, I want to go back and get one because uh, you can do so much with it. But I'm kind of torn between getting an SUV or uh, a, a pickup. So a little bit of an indecision there. But I, uh, I'm excited because they're. I, I could try to win one. I don't know if I'm even eligible. But Quick Trip's giving one away. You can play Quick Trip's new Coca-Cola Scratch game in their new Quick Rewards app, and you could win a brand-new Tahoe. Purchase a Quick Trip take-home meal or that 20-ounce Coke or Smart Water and earn extra scratches. You want to earn even more? Put them all together. Scratch your brains out right over there on the app. You can scratch away and be entered to win a chance for a Chevy Tahoe and Quick Trip's Quick Rewards app today. Today. They get a lot of good take-home meals, too. So not only do you get a good meal, but then you get a chance to win a Chevy Tahoe. That's fantastic. I don't care who you are right there. Good stuff from our friends uh, over there at uh, at Quick Trip. 877-867-1670. So um, this is from Dave. He said, I would say the problem, if you call it that, is the tone of your guest. You could tell from the first words out of his mouth that he disliked Rogers. Some of what he said was true, but how does he know that Rogers is the kind of guy that takes his and leaves the scraps for the rest? Well, because he's been the highest paid player, right? Uh, that is just his bias and his personal feelings about him. Uh, they cloud his reporting. When that happens, you become a hack. Um, I have never heard you bash Rogers, but maybe you could have pushed back on his attack of Rogers. Um, no, I let people have their say. They let me have my say. And I, again, the tone we're, we're talking about tone, not what was said. You know, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but no, not really. Um, John says, when Mason kicks the kickoffs short, is that intentional? Seems to me it would not be hard to uh, find among all those million-dollar athletes to find a guy who can kick it out of the end zone every time. John, you tell me who does every time. Doesn't happen. Just an FYI. And we don't know what the specifics are when it comes to returns. Sometimes you kick it short and try to angle it towards the sideline, use the sideline as a 12th man, and pin them inside their own 20. You know, save four, five, six yards, whatever that happens to be. Um, but, I, you know, I, I don't know the specifics of what it is their their um, – Their, you know, strategies were, I guess, might be the best part about it. But uh, when it comes to kickoffs, um, you know, I mean, uh, th there's a return percentage. There's the, you know, kick, the, you know, touchbacks. Uh, like Gary Zerline uh, of Dallas had 82 touchbacks this year. 82, the most in the NFL. 
Matt Gay for uh, uh, L.A. had 81. Evan McPherson had 71 for Cincinnati. So, and also don't forget, your t- your Mason Crosby, by the way, had 43 touchbacks. But he was ranked 17th. He was middle of the pack. The touchback percentage and the, re- the return rate for Gary Zerline was 20.2%. So think about that. Mason Crosby was 54.6. 54.6. But I care more about the accuracy when it comes to field goals than I do kickoffs. Got another hour yet to go, and if you missed the rant earlier, it's coming up this hour. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.